Some fasting is for the sake of men seeing. Real fasting is so that God sees. It's not about depriving the body. It's about thriving the spirit. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. And now your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Bill Eliff, and this is Kyle Reno, and we are so glad to uh, be with you today. Uh, we're going to talk about a a, a really uh, important subject and a life changing subject. And uh, but people don't talk about this very That's much. Right. We're forgotten talk, a lot. Talk of about life. fasting. Yep, the yep. power of fasting. You got some stories around fasting. You've had some moments. <laughs> It's a you know, serious subject. You almost it is wanna, very serious. You almost want to lighten it, though, with a good story. Well, you, you know, one. Uh, one of my first fasting experiences, I went for an extended fast. I won't tell you how long, but right. it was long over a month, and, <laughs> and it was just water. Right. And I didn't know nothing about nothing, and the Lord met me. It was, it was a life-changing time. But I came off of that fast, and a dear friend of mine, uh, his wife was cooking catfish. Mm. And it smells so good. Sure. I, the, I just key I, phrase coming off the fast. coming off the fast. And you catfish. should be yeah. <laughs> this was my first. You should be like soup or something. Sure. Yeah. And I ate a piece of catfish, mm-hmm. and it was like Lord heaven had come. And so then I ate another, another, and we went down to the church to pray. I was preaching for him the next day, and I got down and uh, pray, and I never got up. <laughs> <laughs> And I was hollering and screaming while it was a kidney stone. Oh, goodness And I ended up in the hospital because I got so dehydrated. So uh, I got up. I missed that morning. I was preaching that night, and I preached on that passage in Joshua that says, What meaneth these stones? (laughs) (laughs) That was not the conclusion. I want to tell you, as we talk about fasting, Water. Water. You just got to hydrate. More than you want. But there's some great things. I mean, it's such a neglected topic. And and, uh, fasting has been a regular part of your life and ministry, uh, Kyle. And and tell us a little bit about that. Because this is so often that in revival that God calls us to fast and call our people to fast. Yeah, you see all across Scripture, I mean, personally, on behalf of a people, a nation, that there's something special about fasting. There's something that God does in the lives of a person and among a people and a nation. And and I think, honestly, sadly, it's a forgotten discipline of our faith. It's an, a forgotten part of our spiritual vitality. I, I wouldn't have known about it, except I came to Christ in a church that had this DNA where fasting was a part of the life of the church, that men individually and women were going on fast, and the church talked about it, preached text around it, and honestly, the spiritual leaders led by example. You could you could tell when God was doing something in the life of somebody. And so what I would love to see, and I believe what the Lord is looking for, is a people that would regain this practice in their life. And Fasting is many things, and I won't cover it all today, and I'm sure we'll come back to this topic again someday. But at the very least, it's the setting aside of something, something you need, a meal, uh, specific foods, whatever it might be that the Lord leads you to, great resources out there. Bill Bright and others have put so many great things together around fasting. But it's the setting aside of something that your body does need to say and make a declaration to the Lord, but I know I need you more. 
that I need your power. I need your presence. We need you to do something specific. And fasting is a right response that you see this all across scripture. You see spiritual leaders specifically when things have gone bad, when doomsday is on the horizon, it seems like, or when they, when they get word, I think about Nehemiah, Nehemiah one, that famous text of scripture, when he gets word of, of the state of Jerusalem, that the walls are broken down, the gates have been destroyed by fire. Like there's this spiritual, deep, guttural response in Nehemiah. It says in verse four, as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept, which is a right response. I mean, tears are flowing when he's thinking about his homeland destroyed. People's lives have been turned upside down. He mourned like there's something godly about a grief that gets way down inside of you and you're thinking about what's happening out there. He mourned over those things for days. And then it says, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. So you take this sort of concoction of things that's happening in his life. He's crying. He's mourning. He's praying. But right in the middle of it, what is it? There's fasting. It's saying, Lord, I'm setting aside time. I'm setting aside meals. And I'm asking you for something. I'm asking you to do something. I, I remember when the Lord called me on one of those fasts, and it, it was almost more about not eating than it was seeking. And I remember the Holy Spirit said something very kind to me. Uh, I was fasting, and I was going without the meals, but I wasn't giving God the time in prayer. And the Lord simply said to me, Kyle, fasting without prayer is simply starving. You know, like it, that, that fasting and prayer are interconnected. You can't have one without the other, really. If you, if you pray well, God's going to lead you to times of fasting. If you're fasting, it's for the sake of praying. And you see these things all across Scripture. Another illustration, that Second Chronicles 20, we talked about that passage on this podcast before when Jehoshaphat gets word. Three armies are coming against you. And when you know you can't lead your way out of this thing, when you know that the right response is not to retreat, what does, what does Jehoshaphat do in chapter 20 of Second Chronicles? Well, he orders a fast. He, he, it's so serious that he looks to the people God has entrusted him to lead and says, it's time we all fast. And, and I just look at the nature of where we are right now. And, and honestly, we've been talking about this, Bill, a lot, that we, I hear more about fasting in the last five years then I, then I heard about it in the previous 15 in church leadership. And what I believe is happening is God is making us aware of our need again, and now we're looking for the right practices. We're looking at going, you know what, we can't lead our way out of this. We can't plan our way out of this. There's not enough creativity in the world to bring about cultural change. So we gotta, if we want to see a spiritual work in our world, we got to go about it a spiritual way. And the way that we do that, one of the primary ways is fasting. And, and I don't know what it all is. There, there's some mystery to fasting. I mean, there's some, it, it's deeply spiritual. It really is. Uh, it's practical in, in essence, how you start and what you're doing, all those things. But it gets you to places. I, I don't know what it is personally. I can't nail it all down. But, but fasting has a way of focusing our prayer. I, it, it helps me get beyond plastic praying. It will help you get beyond just merely throwing some prayers up to actually doing some real intercession. Fasting has a way of focusing on like, God, we are asking you 
to move in this way. God, we're asking you to change these lives. God, we're asking you to bring about a shift right here that fasting breaks you through spiritually. It breaks, I mean, you look at it in the scripture and on the other side of fasting, God does some significant things. Like I know it's not, that faith's not all a formula, but hey, listen to me, a key ingredient here in, in seeing a real move of God, the seeing real revival is you see fasting. It's this key ingredient in this move of God. And so I, I'm believing again, we, we've, we've tried to be practical about that in our church family. I mean, setting aside specific times of the year to pray and fast, like many other churches across our nation, first of the year, give time across the course of the year, give time and encourage people to, to that. And I, I'd encourage you to think deeply about that. Like if fasting is a practice that God intended in right response to desperation, can you find it on the calendar? Can you find it in the life of the church? So it's a, it's a right response, but it's also deeply relational. That you see in Scripture, these moments, national, like a whole group of people, but you also see Jesus talk about it in the New Testament. Jesus says in Matthew 6, verse 16, and when you fast, do not. He gives you, hey, don't fast this way. I love that he clarifies before he gets to the way we should. Hey, don't do it religiously because religion ruins everything. I mean, religion can ruin the way you read the Bible. You know, it can ruin your approach to God. And in this moment, he's like, hey, y'all have seen fasting one way, and I just want you to know that's not the way. Do not, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fa- fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So he's saying, hey, don't, don't fast for the sake of people knowing that you're fasting. Now, people may become aware of you fasting in the course of a fast, but you're not doing it to look spiritual. That fasting is not something to try to make a statement about your spirituality. And what Jesus knew is that they'd seen Pharisees and Sadducees that wanted the whole world to look at them and see how, how great and how spiritual they were. He said, don't do that. But then he says, but when you fast. That's a very powerful statement. When Jesus leans over and he's looking at his disciples in this moment and he's thinking about you and me, he's making a statement, not if when, but when you fast. So it's a question we should answer. When do you fast? Like in your spiritual life, when do you set aside meals to meet with God? When you set aside these moments, even seasons, and as God calls and prompts, hold journeys with the Lord to fast. But when you fast, anoint your head with oil. (laughs) Wash your face, like mark yourself, like in the sense of like, hey, God, I'm here for you. I'm not trying to be gloomy. I'm trying to get to God. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a statement in my appearance. I'm trying to seek the Lord. Wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but your Father who is in secret. I love he personalizes this. Jesus says, hey, don't be seen by man, but get this, but be seen by your Father. So I want you to get this now. Some fasting is for the sake of men seeing. Real fasting is so that God sees. Like what it promises, what Jesus just built into this promise, when God finds sons and daughters, when the Father finds sons and daughters that fast the right way, he sees that. Man, that's like hallelujah. That when you fast from a heart that wants to meet with God, that wants to grow in your faith, that wants to see a breakthrough happen 
The Lord Jesus is promising the Father moves in. The Father leans in, but when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but your Father who is in secret, and your Father who is in secret will reward you. Here's a crazy, crazy promise that God rewards his sons and daughters when they fast. Now, he doesn't tell us what the reward is. He doesn't say the reward is that he answers every prayer that you pray when you when you fast. I found when God calls me to a journey personally in fasting or when I just made decisions to fast and pray to move closer to the Lord, I might enter into those moments and those seasons to pray about one thing, but oftentimes God moves in something else. That the Father actually knows the reward we need most. Sometimes that's just His presence. One of the greatest, and I've shared this with you before, I've shared this with, with Bill. Uh, I was on a 21-day fast one season, and I had not heard one thing from the Lord. I walked into it like with stellar confidence that God was about to move in my life because how clearly He'd called me to the fast. And it felt like for 19 days, I couldn't get a prayer above the ceiling, and I was reading the Scripture, and it, it was like a, a translation that my soul could not, get to the meaning of it. It was just dry. And what I found was that God was letting there be a dramatic pause, a a quiet. On day 19, I went to church real early, honestly hungry and frustrated. And I knelt down at the altar and I said, Lord, what's the deal? And in probably one of the most significant moments in my spiritual life, I just sensed the Lord say, Kyle, do you want to see your pride? And I said, yes, Lord. And over the course of the next couple hours with just the Lord, the Lord started like peeling an onion, showing me how pride pretty much contaminated everything, every area of my life, from my marriage to my ministry to preaching the word, how I thought mostly about myself and even some of the most sacred aspects of my life. And I repented and repented and repented. And it like the Lord cut away, cut away, cut away until I felt clean and free. And I asked the Lord a question. I said, Lord, what, where do we go from here? And I, I just sensed in my spirit, the Lord said, we'll do it all over again tomorrow. Because I have this natural ability in my flesh to grow those things, those things. And let me tell you what happened. The war against pride in that season in my life changed. And I still have to fight it. But, but God broke me through in a way I didn't know I needed. In a way I didn't know I needed. And I don't think that happens if I'm not fasting. If I'm not set aside sometimes and follow God's promptings. I mean, you know what that is? That's a reward. <laughs> that's, a re- that's a gift from God that hurts so good. That forever changed my life. And so I just want to encourage you out there as we're seeking to see God do something significant, a move of God across our land, in your church, in your community, in your life personally, fasting is a key part of that. And every person I've ever known, honestly, that has a vibrant walk with God, every church that I genuinely respect that has a sense of God's presence, is making big kingdom impact, has learned how to integrate this practice into their life. And it's time. Yeah, it's time to see fasting become a key part of our spiritual life again. You know, Kyle, what's amazing is, and you referenced this, 
there is a movement right now that is, as far as I can tell, has not been orchestrated by anybody but God. Amen. All across America. I can't tell you how many pastors I know are leading their churches in 21 days of fasting, how many pastors are putting fasting as a regular discipline in their life. And and you just have to believe that God is getting us ready right. for greater things and and that we're coming to such points of desperation yeah. that, you know, I think about Nehemiah who, when he heard about the walls broken down and the gates burned with fire, he he the Bible says he sat down and he fasted for days. Right. And I don't think it was like, oh, I think I'll sit down. I think his knees buckled. Well, I guarantee it. And, and he just couldn't, he, he didn't. And somebody said, "Hey, honey, it's time for lunch." And he said, "I can't. I, I don't want to eat." Yeah. So there's something about that kind of fasting too right. that we're just so desperate for God yeah. that uh, the normal things of our life really become immaterial. And and this is such a this is such a good thing. We're going to hear a a, a a little interview with a man that that Kyle and I know. In fact, he's a primary guy that discipled you. Yeah, no doubt that uh, this is such a regular discipline of his life. And so listen to this great interview for the next few minutes. Well, we are honored today to have a testimony from one of the most special people in my life spiritually, David Jett, who serves as the senior pastor at Crossgates Baptist Church in Brandon, Mississippi. But he's a whole lot more than that to me personally. This is my spiritual dad. Now, y'all have heard him. I heard about him. You've heard him in me, if you've known it or not, a lot of times in ways that he's helped shape my life and all the men, honestly, that I'm in closest spiritual friendship with. And so we've asked him to be on here today. David, we're so glad uh, that you're here, bro. Man, I'm thrilled to be here and just looking forward to just getting a chance to share with some people about just kind of a little bit of my journey when it comes to the area of fasting. Come on. Well, that's exactly it. We've just shared some truth around fasting, and uh, really in this time, man, we'd love to hear some testimony about what fasting has meant to you personally and what God has done in that. I know for, I, I blame you for every extended fast because I watched you, <laughs> <laughs> watched you live it, and then, and then honestly, bro, the way you modeled it and met with the Lord inspired and called a lot of us uh, to take that step. So, man, just teach us for a little bit and share some testimony what God's done in that in your life in it. I'm at an age now where I've been doing this a long, long time, but I got saved when I was 22 and uh, just jumped in with both feet and didn't know what I was doing. Just as I always say, I just knew who I was following and I ran hard after God. And And this was back in a time when actually, to be honest with you, I had never heard about anybody fasting that, that had not entered into my vocabulary in church, even though I grew up in church. Um, and I was, um, I guess, probably my first time of fasting. I was in my, my mid twenties, and um, the um, just the reading in scripture. And I would, I'd already started a practice then of just getting up and spending time with the Lord every day and reading in scripture. I read about fasting, and I thought, man, I don't know what to do about that. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, "You need to do this." And so I thought, okay, well, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. You know, there weren't any really books out of me. I'm sure there were some, but uh, man, I had never been around anybody that fasted, didn't know what to do. I just thought, you know, fasting meant kind of what you saw in the Old Testament. You didn't, you didn't eat or drink anything, you know, and I thought maybe that's what it was. And then I read where, you know, well, you could drink water and uh, 
And so I thought, okay, you can do that. I remember, um, I guess I was living in Oklahoma at the time. I was working at uh, Oklahoma Baptist University in the computer area and was going to do a three-day fast. And of course, you know, whenever you start thinking about not eating and, and maybe only drinking water for three days, uh, that was going to be a killer. And I didn't, but I really felt like God was leading me. But I can remember, and this just tells you kind of the growth that I had to come to. And as God began to take me on the journey of what fasting is, I was leaving to go to work one morning and um, driving out of the driving out of our driveway in Oklahoma, headed for OBU and and just out of habit, threw a piece of gum in my mouth, took about one chew on it and then went, oh, no, I'm fasting. <laughs> Literally <laughs> yeah, opened right. the side of the door, you know, slow down, open the door, spit it out on the ground and just pleading for forgiveness and scared <laughs> to death that I had done blown it. And I thought, Lord, no, you know. I've already, I think at that time, I think it was on day two, I was like already gone to, you know, a day and a half or a day. And I don't want to blow the whole thing, you know, and get my reward there. Right. And just kind of fast forward, um, God had called me in the ministry, but I wasn't in the ministry yet. I was still working in business and God was breaking me. He was teaching me things and that life action had a, played a huge part in my, in my life as far as just my hunger for revival. I had, I had been crying out for revival before I'd ever met uh, Life Action, but God really helped me with Dell uh, whenever they came to our church in Oklahoma. And just to see that you really can uh, walk with God. And even though I probably people around me thought I was, fast forward that we'd moved to Tennessee and uh, felt the Lord was calling me on a fast. I remember on a Monday morning, this is really a game changer for me in the area of fasting and really in my own life. Um, the Lord, uh, I got up on Monday morning, was kneeling where I always knelt, praying and just talking to God. And he said, uh, he said something about fast. And I said, I mean, let's do it, you know. And uh, so I got up and, of course, got ready, got the boys off to school, went to work, didn't eat, didn't, you know, just didn't do anything. Came home that night. Kathy had fixed an awesome meal and I ate because I, I was at that time thinking if anybody finds out, well, there's you've blown it. And so how do you sit at a table to eat dinner uh, with your family and say, Hey, I'm not going to eat. You just tell them, Oh, I hate this food. You know, I don't want this. And so I didn't, I, I, I ate. And so the next morning I get up and same thing. The Lord says, what about the fast? And of course I'm repenting and just, I'm so sorry. I blew it and I can't believe it. And so, okay, I'm going to, you know, and same thing happened. She again, fixed another meal and I ate it. And so Wednesday morning came and you ever have those times where you're talking with God and you, um, you feel like if you keep talking, he can't say anything. <laughs> well, that's what I did. And, and finally, I guess I took a breath and he said, what about the fasting? And I honestly, I'll tell you, I was so disappointed in myself and thought I had so blown it. And, um, and I, I just remember kneeling there at the couch where I knelt and prayed and uh, just felt so awful. And the Lord just reminded me while I was there. He just said, he said, go speak, go read Isaiah 40, 31. And I was, oh, I know that I can quote it. He said, I don't want you. To, I want you to read it. And I didn't have my Bible sitting next to me. So I got up and went in the kitchen where it was at the table where I'd been reading earlier and um, and opened it up to Isaiah 40, 31. And it says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run, and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And the Lord just said, this is my promise to you. 
just so happened, same page in my Bible, I had only underlined one verse, and it happened to be right across the, the page, the half page from that Isaiah 40, 31, and it was Isaiah 41, 10, and it said, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I remember just the Lord saying, I've got this. And I said, so what can I have? And he just real clear said, you can have fruit juices. And I said, how long is it to be? He said, 14 days. And that was my first extended fast, longer than a three-day fast. And I never got hungry. And of course, Kathy thought it was weird. And I, and I could tell her. I felt com comfortable to tell her. Um, and she thought that was just strange that I, and I told her, I just kept saying, Kathy, I don't understand supernatural. God's doing this. It's something that he's doing in me. And, uh, and that really kind of started me down that road. And I began to learn some things. And then, and then I came to realize um, when I was going to go on, I, I went on and, you know, years went by a couple of years and went, went in the ministry full time in Gardendale, Alabama. And um, in 1995, um, I was, uh, was, is in the summer of 95 and the Lord just began to prick my heart about a 40 day fast. And I'd done a 21 day and, you know, a couple of times and some other 14, 10 day kind of things, but I was a little nervous about that one. Uh, but, uh, anyway, the Lord just, I could tell was compelling me to do it. And, and so I asked him, um, I started it on July the 10th of 1995. I said, well, what can I have? And I'll just never forget. He just said, if it can come through a straw, you can have it. That's right. And, uh, and it just really, um, it really brought a freedom. And I began to learn what I call the freedom of fasting. And I began to learn what fasting is. And, you know, Jesus talked about fasting in a different way than it was done in the Old Testament, in a different way than other religions do it. And I know you guys have probably talked about this. We can talk about it more later, but I just remember when I read and he started talking about, um, you don't put new on an old garment. You don't put new things on old. You don't put new wine into old wine skins. And he talked about that in reference to fasting. And what I began to realize was that really what fasting is, and, and that's why I call it a freedom, is it's not it's not religion every religion has a type of fasting in it but new testament fasting i began to learn was really really about the spirit leading the body and the you know the the and the soul and you know we were created as a body soul and spirit and you know in the garden of eden we got out of kelter and uh, our flesh made the decision that we weren't going to walk with god in the spirit but instead uh, you know, we decided we wanted to be, be in charge of our own life. And that's really where the sinful nature was just birthed and grew. And uh, so fasting really just gets us, I always say, recalibrated. Is it recalibrates where we're led by our spirit instead of our flesh? Because what happens, and I've said this, and I've said it many times, that, that you know, we have to understand that Greek, you know, um, theology, if you will, or Greek philosophy believed that the body was evil. That's not New Testament, though. New Testament says the body's not evil. You know, the body's neutral. If, if the body was evil, Jesus couldn't have had a body, obviously. But I've always said it this way, that my, my, my body's not evil, it's just spoiled, and it just wants what it wants. And so what fasting has done for me is really recalibrate that. But on that 40-day fast, 
um, I was again crying out for revival and just wanting to experience. Uh, and I, I'd come to the place where I said, Lord, I, I don't have to be at the church where it's happening. I just want to be in one. And uh, it was about that time that the Lord opened the door for Kathy and I. We snuck off to to Florida. We went to a revival that was going on down there. And, uh, and God just opened up for me a whole new life. But really, fasting in my life uh, has been one of those things. I just call it to recalibrate. It's just that I'm I am prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. It's just inside of me. And so what fasting does is it brings me back and just kind of brings back to where I'm walking by the spirit. And uh, so anyway, that's what I would say is what fasting has been in my life. And of course, tons of stories. You got them. And I've heard most of them and love them. Dave, if, if you were talking and you are right now talking to somebody on this podcast, and that's listening to it and the spirit of God's doing what he's done in you, he's done in me and he's prompting them toward what one encouragement would you give them right now to start that journey in fasting? Yeah. So I would say, first of all, uh, to them, unless God calls you to a long fast and a long, I would say would be anything over three days, yeah. uh, even though a three day one's pretty, pretty long if you just start in one, okay. but, but make sure it's the Lord. Um, don't, don't try to, just say, hey, I'm going to do this because again, that's the flesh. And you know, in Colossians, Paul talked to us about, you know, that the beating of the body and all those kind of things, it it, it has an appearance of godliness, but it does nothing to uh, really break the sinful nature. And so, it's not about, you know, beating my body in that way. It's it's more about just recalibrating. And this is what I'd tell them to do. I would say, if if you're right now in your spirit, if you're watching and you're saying you know what, I am feeling like this is something that God's calling me to do. Then know this, that, um, that what he's doing is it's not something because he's mad at you or he's disappointed in you. It's probably, and I can tell you this is the way I would say it to you. It's you have somewhere along the way told the Lord, I want to, I want to get serious with you. I want to know you more. And what I found is Holy Spirit, whenever he hears that and hears it from our heart, he says, okay, <laughs> let's do this. And what he has to do is he has to get the body put in its right place and has to get our mind and our, in our emotions, that soul put into the right place. And that is to being led by our spirit where the Holy spirit dwells. And so I would tell him, I'd say, ask the Lord, how long? And, uh, you know, if I had never done one, but I feel like God is saying, Hey, I want you to go on a little bit of an extended fast. Then I would do it this way. I would say, First of all, just ask him how long and what he's told me many times. If he doesn't say right off, just listen for him. But um, let's say if he told you to do a 10-day fast, which is, you know, Daniel did a 10-day fast. And we've seen many times where that's in scripture, our <clears throat> 14-day fast or something like that. Then you know that you've got to have some type of sustenance, um, you know, to, to go with that. And at that point, you just ask the Lord is what's the freedom that I have within this fast. That's and that's what you're looking for is not, you know, I always say it's, it's not about depriving the body. It's about thriving the spirit. And so what does God want to do in this? And, uh, and he'll tell you. Yeah. That's the best bro, man. So encouraging. So helpful. All right. One funny fasting story to end, because I know, tell, tell them, 
about, I think it was the first 40 you went on that your family kept going back to the same place. Eating no, over no. You, made, you made a declaration. Yeah. So on that 40 day fast, and these are the things that you find you, you in retrospect, you, you look back and you go, Oh my gosh. So on day, uh, probably day two of the fast, we had already decided to tear down our kitchen to take and literally redo our entire kitchen. Of course, I didn't have enough money to pay somebody to do it. So I'm doing it and taking everything out. So the thought hadn't occurred to me that when you have no kitchen, that means you have no oven, you have no water, you have nothing that you've got to take your family out to eat. And uh, our our boys were little at the time. And, uh, and so we had to take them out to eat. And, and of course, being little boys, they all wanted to go to Pizza Hut. And so for literally, I, I don't know how many times it had to be at least 10 times during that 40 days. We took them to Pizza Hut. And I remember it's about the ninth or 10th time we're sitting there and I'm, I've seen them eat pizza for the last time I'm watching it like this. And I just said, okay. And I looked at it. Of course, I'm going to make a declaration right here. And they're looking at me, you know, of course, Kathy's looking up at me like, what in the world? And the boys are looking like, oh, no. And I said, I don't care if you never want to go to Pizza Hut again. When I finish this 40-day fast, we're coming back here and I'm eating pizza. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the best. That owns me. That owns me. Well, man, thank you, David, for taking some time. I love you, dude. I love how you've shaped my life spiritually and a help to others. And we just encourage all of our listeners, listen to the Lord. I think what you said, you know, the Lord knows that our, our body is full and that, that he wants to do something in the whole man, the whole woman, and, and to awaken. And so listen and go on the journey. And we look forward to hearing uh, testimonies of that. And I, as we encourage every podcast, man, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you know that could use this encouragement today. And David, we look forward to capturing a, another episode with you soon. That'd be great, brother. Thanks for the opportunity. Wow, what a great word. No, I love uh, it. It's a guy who has lived it. You can tell it has the ring of authenticity because he's been there. He right. knows the value of this. Right. And, um, you know, Kyle, I think we, we, we talk about this a little bit today. We hear from a practitioner right. uh, today. But what's the end result? Right. I mean, are we just going to go on sure. and and make no adjustments in our right. life? And so uh, I want us to to pray together. Right. And uh, but also, as you join us in prayer, that God, you would yeah. say to God, God, what do I? What's next for me? Yeah. In this whole arena, you know, I had this just in line of you just saying that, Bill. God's calling somebody to fast right now. Yeah. Yeah. God is. I mean, the Lord's using this moment. You didn't get on this podcast today thinking about it. Right. You know, and the Lord's prompting somebody's heart. And we would just say to you as a brother and sister, to our brother and sister in Christ, uh, go, go on that journey with the Lord. Get somebody to go with you, you know, talk to somebody in your life about that more. And the Lord will reward that. Yeah. We've got a little booklet we've written on fasting, uh, that you can get uh, from billelliff.org or, yeah. or OneCry uh, that will give you some practical That'll instructions help. Help. on that. Uh, but let's pray for that for just a moment. Kyle, why don't you begin? Yeah. Lord, we love you. And I, I just love that you gave us fasting, that you really did. It's a gift. It's, it's a way to meet with our God. And so I just pray uh, personally and for churches, And across our nation, Lord, we recognize that you are doing this. 
that you are calling your people, uh, Lord, into this right practice. And what I ask is that you would meet people with power. God, you'd meet churches with power. God, that you would reward in ways that shape future generations. God, that you would restore, that this would be a significant part of future rebuilding, uh, Lord God, of, of things being brought back into right order, Lord. So, Lord, even now, speak to people. Spread this word, spread this message. Uh, Lord Jesus, so that your name might be glorified and lives might be changed. Mm-hmm. Lord, we need your grace uh, and your strength, uh, your courage to do anything. Uh, you you told us through Paul that we need to be strong in the Lord right. and the strength of his might. And because we're in this great cosmic battle, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give us strength. You would give us courage. You, you would give us uh, just the grace to fast unto the Lord. And Lord, that you would protect us from all the, uh, the improper ways of doing that, uh, fasting to be known by men, fasting to say, hey, I did this as a badge of honor, uh, fasting to prove something to ourselves, fasting just to lose weight or something. Lord, strip away all those impure motives and show us what it means to turn our whole heart and mind to you. Lord, we want through this fast to fall in love with Jesus all over again. We, we want, Lord, to love you, which is the first and greatest commandment with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. And so I pray that these Days affecting in the days ahead would be times like that, of of great return to the God who loves us and and who made us and who wants to revive us again. So we give this time to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. We've got got really good uh, podcasts coming up. I hope you don't miss a week, and uh, we'll see you next time.